What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast, episode number 51. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. You can tell by the name on his cup. Uh, Casino, what's it's a going koozie. on today? <laughs> yeah. Um, Not much, man. Uh, I've done a few things. Helped my brother move over the weekend. That was fun. Getting some house stuff done. Um, Just trying to get that pool as warm as I can before getting in. We've been in a few times. It's getting like, it's in the mid-70s, which with the hot day feels fine. But I want to get to that low 80s, mid-80s, and then I'm in it every day. Yeah. Dude, the weather in Vegas has been, uh, yesterday it was like 99 degrees. Today it's 70. For the next week it's going to be 70. Then it goes back up to 90. Like this, I don't know if it's global warming or not, but the weather this year has just been so fucked. But. What are you talking about? uh, There's no such thing. (laughs) But that's a topic for another time. Uh, (laughs) And another show. (laughs) however uh i do have a kickstarter that's live right now besides uh hosting co-hosting with casino over there the only sports podcast we came up with this idea we were like why are there all these podcasts but not one of them covers sports and then we came here and did this and then we that's why we're the only sports podcast but besides that I like to write comic books, so I have a comic book called Imagination Issue Number 1. It's up on Kickstarter right now and will be for the next month, so go support that. I'll leave a link in the description of this episode below, but we're not here to talk about that, Casino. It's good shit, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, it's not just like some random, but it's actually a really really good story, so... Check yeah. it out. And the art uh, is crazy. I can't draw oh, yeah. it. That's why it's crazy good. Uh, I can't draw, so I hired somebody who can, and he draws good. So, yeah, there you go. But go check that out. But we are here now, Casino, to talk about, I mean, we were just here three, four days ago, and there is now an endless, what feels like endless amount of topics to cover for all oh, yeah. sports we're just gonna uh, bounce around here folks so uh, get <laughs> yeah. your seat belts strap in strap on strap, strap on strap, strap on. on there it is penetrate right. the oh that's what we're about eye. to do to this episode we're about to, yes let's do it let's penetrate this and maybe for the first time in 51 episodes we are gonna start with nhl casino because Something crazy happened in the NHL world. Uh, your team, well, one of your two my teams. My first love. My first love. The the, the team that got me into hockey oh, when I was like 10 years old. So you you caught your first love basically sleeping with your dad. You walked in on them. And now you have felt betrayed. Yeah, and uh, the funny thing is, is my dad doesn't even like hockey, so... Wow. This is a weird so, situation. That makes it even worse. He doesn't yeah. even like it. He just no, wanted he doesn't to do even it, like it. He just because wanted, it yeah. was your first love. Yeah, it was. So explain <laughs> to the people what happened here, Casino. All right. Well, uh, since we last talked, it was on Friday. Um, that evening, they had a game against the Florida Panthers. And it was in Florida. We're like, okay, 
let's go. They they had they were up three one in the series. All they had to do was just close out some games. Well, they couldn't get it done in Florida. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, you know, and I even said on that episode, if they go to a game seven, it's in Boston. I really think that I don't see them losing uh, in Boston against the Panthers. I have said, though, and you, I will back myself up on this, saying that I want to see Boston play against teams that will play them in a full series. I want to see how they can react to teams figuring them out in a seven-game series. And what do you know? It was game seven in Boston. They they had the lead there going in with a. I'll just skip all the way to the end to the good part um, or shitty part. <laughs> but they were up a goal with less than a minute, just under less than a minute to go. Um, and what do they do? Because the goalie's pulled. They couldn't get the puck into the net, into the open net. And Florida scores a late one on them on a 6v5. Um, push and I'll tell you right now the goalies did not look the, the goalie did not look good uh, that's my biggest talking point about this series is how bad the goalies were um, and so yeah. it goes pushes I mean, into both, OT really. Every, everybody is just up in arms with with how this game is going into OT and Boston had their chances to start OT David Pasternak who's had nine shot on goals for the entire game um, he scored a goal uh, he had an assist. I, I believe he had an assist. Um, he was a dominant force through the entire season, and he really needed to show up in this game. He scored. He had a lot of shots on net, but he couldn't get it in. But he fired it off with eight seconds to go into OT. The goalie made a really good save, and just they couldn't get it through. And the Florida Panthers squeaked it by. They move on. The entire arena was shocked. I normally like sad fans, even if it's my team. I just think sad <laughs> fans is funny. Like I just I because what I I'm trying not to take sports too seriously anymore. I used to. I used to be just a complete wreck. You couldn't watch sports with me. My wife still says you can't watch sports with me, but whatever. Yeah. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But um, I try to just let it. It's just sports. Just let it slide off. It's fine. There's another season. There's more sports. Yada 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 yada. Um. So sad fans make me happy, but I was really, really just hurt seeing all the sad Bruins fans because this was a historic season, best season in NHL history, over 100 years worth of hockey, and they lose in the first round against the Florida Panthers, the one seed versus the eight. And you know what's crazy, though? So um, it's now 37 years. um, The President's Trophy is awarded was awarded. That's when it started. It's for the best record in the NHL going into the, um, in the, through the regular season before going into postseason. And only eight teams now of 37 instead of 36 have won the Stanley Cup after winning the regular season. The curse of the President's Trophy is a real goddamn thing. The last team to actually win the, the Cup was the 2013 Blackhawks um, after winning the President's Trophy. So this is just crazy story. Um, I, I again, I thought they were going to maybe lose to the Maple Leafs, who I thought were going to get to the second round and did, or the Hurricanes, who I do think will inevitably now make it to the Cup final. Um, I thought they were going to stumble in one of those two series, not the Florida Panthers. And I think the big, the big knock is is their goaltending. Like so, throughout the series, they even pulled Ulmark and and had him sitting, and they put the backup in just because he was 
they were struggling. They were struggling against this Florida Panthers team. So yeah. Well, the craziest, <sighs> the craziest thing to me about Just, this series is yeah. both games that went into OT. Florida won both, yeah. right? Because the game five and then game seven was game game five was in Boston, was it not? Or no, that uh, one was in Florida. Yeah. No, no, it's it's a it's a no. two two one one one. So they won both OT games in this series in Boston. And then not only that, but in the games they won, they scored six, four, seven, and four. Like in hockey, that seems insanely yeah. high. So, but they lost. So this team, they lost because they, they did lose um, uh, the second game against the Panthers. They won on the road. They 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 won on the road the first two games of the series, or the third and fourth game of the series. The two first games in Florida, they won, but they did lose one of their starting two uh, two games in Boston, and then they lost three. They lost three of four games in Boston. Yeah, in two and OT. Like that is absolutely outrageous. Well, I also think what's being underreported in this story is that the Bruins were up 3-1. Like, they just had to win one more to close it out. If this was a Mm -hmm. back and forth, kind of like how the the Golden State Warriors and the Kings just went back and forth, I don't think it would feel as like, damn. But for it to be 3-1 lead, you're the best team you know, statistically in NHL history and you lose to like the Florida Panthers. I don't know. Florida doesn't even have snow or ice casino. How does this happen? I mean, my, my biggest thing was, is how Olmark played. Um, uh, So Linus Olmark, he was awful in the postseason, just (laughs) absolutely awful in the postseason. Um, Just going through some stats here. He was fine in a, in a, a few of the games, like, Game two, when they lost in game two, he did. Uh, oh, no, not that one. Da, 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 da. Never mind. There, there was one there he took a lot of shots. Um, why am I blanking on it? Anyway, so in, yeah, in game two, um, fuck, I had it written down. I did have it written down. Uh, in game two, he only faced 29 shots. He let five in, and that pretty much was the same for the entire thing. Like he let 20, he let four in. I'm on 25 shots in game four or uh, game five. And just like he's letting in way too many. He let six against 32 shots in game six. Like you just can't let them score that many. Like it's just absolutely ridiculous. And so they did do a goalie change going into the final game. And Swayman, he played all right. But coming into a game seven when they were the best tandem in the league going into the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, just absolutely shocker that he played awful. I mean, the team played the, – the, the Bruins still scored goals. They still scored plenty of goals. They still looked good, especially with uh, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci out for a little, um, for a little time in, during this series. That hurt them a bit. But, especially David Krejci being out majority of the series, that, that hurt them. But they still are the one of the best teams in the league for a reason. It was their goaltending that let them down just – absolutely abysmal Omar uh, I I wouldn't want to if I was him I would not show my face in Boston right now (laughs) like it's it's that embarrassing because 
if if he was if he had to face like sixty shots and he was letting in five, okay, like that's sixty shots. But when you're facing yeah. only like twenty to twenty five to thirty five shots a game and you're letting in anywhere from four to seven, that yeah. is ridiculous. When you are when when you are a a uh, oh my gosh uh, an all star there we go I was thinking that an all star goalie and you st- you get in the playoffs and you just put up a stinker like that and you get pulled into game seven they don't put you in that's bad absolutely yeah. horrible so hey well, kudos to the Panthers though because they did play their ass off they had watching them was fun because they had a lot of fight and a lot of bite. Um, Everybody's like, oh, they're the AC. They're going against the Bruins. They're going to lose. I don't know how it will shape up for them in the next round. They play tonight against the Maple Leafs, um, being uh, Tuesday, uh, today's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, well, let's transition. I'm, I'm just, sorry. I'm just, that was just a lot. I need to get off my chest. I'm still sad about it. But I, the goaltending <laughs> goal let him down so bad. Olmark was awful. Linus Olmark just, ugh. Well, let's transition from one. Let's transition from one game seven OT to one game six OT, which is what happened. The only game, or no, there were two games on Saturday, or no, three games on Saturday. I'm sorry. One of them was who the uh, Panthers will face in the next round. The Maple Leafs beat the Lightning two to one in OT to win the series four to two. Casino, I again. Blue collar, white collar. I picked the Maple Leafs. Uh, people, you know, they love me for it because I'm a man of the people supporting the Maple Leafs. Yeah. How do you think the second round of the playoffs between the Maple Leafs and the Panthers, like we were just talking, how do you think that one shakes out? I'm very curious to see how this one plays out. Uh, this is going to be the one that I'm going to watch the most outside of the night series, personally. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all going to be good series from here on out. but. Uh, the Panthers beating Boston was an absolute David Goliath situation. And I want to know if they can keep it rolling into the next round. Um, Cause if you're, if you're Florida, if you're the Panthers, you're just, Hey, we just beat the best hockey team probably in history. And we just yeah. beat them regular in seven season. game series. Yeah. In regular season. All these other guys are schmucks. Like we're gonna kick their ass. <laughs> um, but and so and and I'm honestly thinking Florida has a real big chance. Um, if I had to put money on it, I would probably still just to be safe because this is where everybody's gonna go. I would put it on the Maple Leaves. But the Maple Leaves, yes, they won against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But a lot of those games that they won, they didn't look good for the majority of the game. They were outplayed for the majority of the game. Um, like the one where they came back and they were down, um, three, one, or they were down like three goals going into third. I don't remember which game that was. I think it was like game three or something like that. And I thought that was game three or four. And that was to me the turning point in the series because you let in Tampa and you let the Maple Leafs come back. And I believe it was in Tampa, regardless, they came back and, and they won that game, which after that, I was like, all right, Maple Leafs are going to win this series, but they still looked sluggish against the lightning so i'm really curious to see if that was just a fluke um if they gonna you know got to the second series and now they're gonna play a different team a team that's obviously a little less um technically worse than them in seating but in nhl 
as long as you get to the playoffs, anything can happen, and it's shown. And people have been saying that for years and decades and decades. Get to the playoffs in the NHL, any team has a chance to win. And I think that really has a good a good uh, – oh, I'm, I'm losing my thought of words here. Um, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, but, I'm not a public. I'm not a public speaker here. I'm trying. Um, uh, but, we're 51 uh, episodes into this podcast. Yeah. People know this casino. Fuck. They know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of sad I'm fans, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a drink. Maybe maybe if I drink a little more, it'd be better. <laughs> but speaking of sad fans, the deeper the Maple Leafs get into the series, the more that Sports Center will cut to their fans crying and freaking out and making an entire segment well, of I mean, them yeah. on the show. So that's probably I, why you I, hate the Maple Leafs. I, I do hate the Maple Leafs. Um, being because a Boston like fan, I grew up in misery. Yeah. I do like people being in misery. That That's the other half of it. Um, yeah. I I mean, they're, they're home of the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's Toronto or like they're, they live and breathe hockey up there. And, uh, yeah, um, I want to see them keep losing. I think it's quite, <laughs> quite funny. Um, I'm just sorry. It just, I find the misery really funny. I really do. Um, but I'll tell you right now, you, you remember when the Raptors won the NBA? If yes. And, and there was riots in Toronto and everything. Yeah. If the Drake Maple got Leafs a bunch and- of 12 year olds pregnant. Allegedly, because he's super okay. hitting yeah. on children. I didn't that was know a joke uh, yeah. about that casino. I, you didn't I know didn't, that? I didn't follow. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not hip. I'm not oh. hip. I'm not. I'm not like you, man. I, look, <laughs> look at me. I've got. I've got this crazy little like painting thing of gold and black and whatnot. Look at you. You got all the pop culture shit behind you. That's I'm true. not pop culture. So apparently that rumor. And I have anyway, to say rumor. No. no. What I was going to say, you'll, you can touch on this in a second. I'm going to finish my thought for once, um, as now I stumble. <laughs> but if the Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup, like, don't go outside if you're in Toronto. Literally don't go outside and have a fire extinguisher ready. Yeah. The entire city is going to be on fire. Oh, there's absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They're going to have to grease the poles. They're gonna to have to do the Philadelphia. Oh no! Thing it's it's gonna be Philly. Well, they did that. They did that for the Raptors win. But they, <laughs> you'll never see it a more insane fan base for a team winning a a title than if Toronto Maple Leafs ever win a Stanley Cup again. Just I guarantee you. Think you it. they? You think they would go crazier than if Buffalo? If Buffalo, New York, if the Bills finally won a Super Bowl? One hundred percent. Really. Okay. Oh yeah. I think, I think that's the one everybody's waiting on. The Buffalo Bills finally winning a Super Bowl and just to but see what are that gonna, What are they going to do the in Buffalo? They're just going to break more tables. That's all they're going to do. In Toronto, they're 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 going to burn the city down. Go burn the city down. <laughs> but uh, casino. The anyway, Drake so rumor the Drake started. Situation. Yeah, I don't because know. he was hanging out with the chick who plays Eleven on Stranger Things when uh, she was Millie like Bobby sixteen. Brown. Yes. When she was like 15, 16, and he would like call her best friend. And then in interviews, she'd be like, Drake texts me all the time. And people are like, that's weird for an adult to do. And then more shit came out. And and yeah, I don't know. Allegedly, allegedly, whatever the fuck. Uh, But next up, Casino. On (sighs) Saturday as well, we had the 
Oh, uh, and then uh, last night ended the – hold on. Last night ended – I'm going to let you – you can have your time. Just I'm, I'm going to Conway – Kanye West you. See, I did – there we go. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Um, but uh, – and so game seven last night between the Rangers, Devils. Devils did not make it a game. They crushed it. So now we have it finally set. Tonight we have the Florida Panthers versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. We also have the Kraken, which I'm really excited for to beat Dallas because I would much rather play. And it would be a better storyline if Vegas advanced over the Oilers and um, they played the Kraken because you'd have the two youngest franchises playing in the Western Conference Final, which would be pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, but so then, yeah, so you got Kraken, Dallas, and then tomorrow you'll have the Hurricane Devils and you'll have Vegas versus the Oilers. And that is your eight teams left and honestly i guess i could see every single one of these teams winning the, the cup this year i really can outside of maybe i would say outside of the florida panthers but after watching what they did uh you never know but i did say dallas scared me mainly as a vegas fan because they did sweep vegas in the uh regular season um i would say i th- i would think that this is my predictions here I think the Hurricanes come out of the East, and I do think either the Oilers or Vegas will come out of the West. That's my predictions. Okay. I uh, uh, So who are you – Who? I'm sorry. I am picking – I think it's going to be Golden Knights, and I'm sticking with Maple Leafs, Casino. I'm sticking with Maple Leafs. I think it will be the Hurricanes, but I'm rooting for the Maple Leafs and the Golden Knights. Those are my two picks. I just don't. because you hate the Maple Leafs. I, I I just find... So I hate a lot of Maple Leafs fans. I've met a lot <laughs> when I worked downtown. I, I'll be honest. And mainly one fan in particular who lived here in Vegas, and he was just a complete tool. So I kind of really just always want the Maple Leafs to lose. So he's in misery constantly. It made me really, really happy, like extremely happy. If he's just, we had actually 86 him from my previous job. He it was too much. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really like seeing the misery from him. That would be great. <laughs> but also sad fans is a good time. So yeah. just, just do, look up sad online. Fans. Everybody, everybody who's watching this, look up online. Just do a fad, uh, fad, a sad fan uh, compilation. Don't do it on like any bad sites, but you know what I mean. Just YouTube it, and it will be the funniest thing. If you don't laugh, if you don't laugh, you don't have a soul. I'll be honest. That's true. Uh, which one is your more favorite? Sad fans. Uh, where the Patriots lost against the Giants or the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Which one? Which is your favorite of those two sad fans compilation? <laughs> I think it's got to be. I mean, the Eagles was great, and obviously it's the Giants. But it was it the has Giants. to be the Giants one. It was the Giants because there was so much fuckery in that one. It was oh yeah, no, it was the Giants Chef's that uh, ripped everybody's heart out. And at that time, I was still, I was a sad fan, and I hated seeing the sad fans. So I was still in that. I was in that the rage mode at that point of my life yeah. in sports. Um, but. Looking back, that was that was better. That was that was looking back and seeing the sad fans there and just like the holy shit, what happened to my team situation? Yeah. Kind of like what Boston did this year. It was just like, yeah. See, like yeah. there's 
just just seeing the fans just oh and if you want to see it gets me every time it's it's hysterical if you want to see an entire show with a sad fan go back a couple and listen to our super bowl episode and you can just hear me sad and angry at the eagles losing to the chiefs you weren't sad you were absolutely furious uh that's all right well that that was my um Let's move on to NBA and to get somebody who's actually better at public speaking with BJ, because um, I am awful. So that's the NHL. That's where we're at. Um, I'll give you some injury updates and everything as uh, the series go on, and we'll go from there. So the big ones that happened in the NBA since we last talked, it was, I believe it was Friday night, where the uh, Lakers finally closed out the Memphis Grizzlies, honestly, I think from game one of that series, I was more shocked the Grizzlies won two games than the Lakers winning. I mean, you could watch that game or you could watch that series from game one and it looked like the Lakers were the number two seed. The Memphis Grizzlies were the seventh seed. They had all the off the field shit. Dylan uh, Brooks wouldn't shut the fuck up and stop like picking on better players on the other team. And then those better players showed while they're better players and it literally just made them better in every facet of the game. But then he kept talking and then he statistically had like the worst playoffs of any players in the playoffs. So again, you can be Draymond Green and talk shit and then back it up. And then it's like, oh, well, that's why he talks shit. You can't be Dylan Brooks and talk shit and then have and then be the worst player on the court and also the grizzlies today have basically said brooks isn't coming back under any circumstances so not only did that backfire for him on the court off the court it also fucked him so congrats on making literally the worst decision in every possible scenario where there's a decision to be made but the, so the Lakers, I mean, they they murdered them by like 40 points. That game was never even close. The Grizzlies yeah, were but like... You know what's crazy, though? So watching that is the series going into that game, like it was a hard-fought series. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was points. literally like... To me, that was weird. I was ex- I was actually getting excited to to watch that. I wanted to see all the Lakers fans on my, my, my bar be very sad. Again, sad fans. I just have a thing for sad fans. I don't know. Yeah, this is really your kink that you're uh, divulging to our entire fan base. (laughs) So, hey, if you have any if you have any videos or pictures of you guys being sad (laughs) fans, upload them up into our comment section. I would actually really like that. I I agree with that. That would be be fantastic. Fantastic. But for yeah, uh, I mean, we're also on Facebook, and I think you started a Facebook one, right? I did. I've never updated it. So now we could start putting things up there. There you go. Yeah, sad fan compilation. There we go. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the Grizzlies look like, again, they win the MVP for nonstop talking and doing nothing. They win that every season because they never shut the fuck up. They never stop with the off the field shit. And then they never show it on the court. So congrats to the Grizzlies for being the MVPs of off the court and never on the court. And then we had, I mean, maybe one of the best or at least my favorite playoff series I've watched in, I don't know how long. Uh, The Grizzlies-Sacramento Kings series was 
you mean Golden level. State or Golden State? I'm sorry, Golden yeah. State. And so you know, what? so I'm so happy that I said that. I was like, hey, the the Kings are going to go in there. They're going to win Game Six, and you know what? They went in there. They did it. And oh man, I really thought like halfway at the, they were up at half in Game Seven, and I yes. really thought they were going to pull this off. Dude, at home. and that place was jumping from the fucking rafters. That place Dude, was going fucking bananas. I felt so bad for him, but you know what? I mean, to to pull a uh, to pull a uh, uh, Giannis here, um, <laughs> you know they did good. Like they're they're winners, man. Boo! They're, they're, they're winners. They're Boo. winners. They, they did really good. They got to the playoffs. They played really hard. They're winners, man. Ugh, ugh. This is the perfect. They're not. A, they're not losers. They're not losers. They're winners. This is the Even perfect example win. of that thing I always hate, which is like moral victories. Like anybody that says the Kings got a moral victory, like go fuck yourself. The Warriors are. They're not past their of the prime of when they were like a dynasty right i know they won the championship last year but that was more that was more of a like last gasp of a really good culture than you know like all these players in their prime winning a championship in their prime does that make sense do you get what i'm saying no disrespect to the golden state warriors but this is not prime golden state warriors that you just beat right or that you got beaten by this is like the warriors who have had their peak and they're not at the uh, a steep decline but they're definitely at the top of the hill and starting to go down a little and i mean you let you let steph curry maybe i think this does put him in the conversation where he now is officially in the top 10 echelon of greatest nba players ever right i mean he's got four rings imagine this year he's got as good a shot as any if he wins a fifth ring with like this team and then the team they had last year back-to-back championships like like that would be incredible that would maybe move him up to i don't know top seven i'd have to sit down and think about a top five who who knows but in a game where andrew wiggins was the second leading scorer with only 17 points steph curry goes into one of the most raucous environments you're ever gonna see uh sacramento kings had maybe one of the best home field advantages all season because their fan base was just thirsting for their team to finally actually be good and they were right so you had Wiggins the second leading scorer with 17 you had Clay Thompson who got 16 points miraculously because it looked like he missed every fucking shot he took in this game and then you had Steph Curry go 50 points eight rebounds six assists and then the most impressive stat only one turnover So that is the most points, most field goal attempts, most field goal attempts made with only one turnover, I think in NBA history. I saw that somewhere, read that somewhere. Like that's the craziest stat to me. He didn't turn the ball over when it was, I believe it was either in the second or third quarter. The, the game was still really close, really tight. And then Steph Curry for the first time in his career misses not one, but two free throws in a game seven. So then everybody was like, you could feel it in the arena. There was like a gasp, 
right? Because that is was almost as guaranteed as anything, right? Steph Curry at the free throw line, like in a game seven, like guaranteed to go in. He misses not one, but two. The crowd gasp, and then the Kings go down. I believe they miss. The Warriors go right back, and then Steph hits uh, another three and just silences the crowd, right? Because it's like, this guy fucking missed two free throws. He never does that. Comes back down, hits a contested three, and it's just like, oh, it doesn't fucking matter. He made three points instead of two. Like, that is how dangerous Steph Curry is, where he can miss miss two wide-open shots, and you're like, oh, man, is Steph, like, going to have one of those games? And then all of a sudden, he'll hit four threes in a row from absolute insane distance, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck we even do here. Like, how do you stop so, this guy? It's it's tough too. I mean, I'll be honest. If I was a Kings fan, like I I, I would still. I, you say moral victories, right? I mean, I would be pleased with how the season went. You know, out of all the, I, at least I was able to cheer for something this year. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I would take it as a fan. Like, hey, I actually oh, was yeah. able to cheer Compared for to something what they this usually year. Usually are, yeah, yeah. So like, you you take it as if I was a fan of them, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm. I'm upset we lost but and and, and i don't want to try to get this confused with the moral victory because uh, you know you, you lost but as a fan i would have enjoyed this season and i got to look at it at that and be like not like oh you know we did good we came close no i would have looked at it's like hey i actually have something to cheer for this season that was cool that was fun yeah i enjoyed that so that's, that's how, i mean that's well, how and I would look you at go it. and you go a seven game series against maybe i mean curry Curry and LeBron, in my opinion, have always been two very different players, but always on the same playing field, right? When you get peak one of them at their like most, you know, lethal, it's at their like top you just, yeah, you just cross your fingers. I and you're like, you're going I hope there. I you're survive this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do think the Kings kind of have a built-in excuse with the De'Aaron Fox injury because it was an injury on his shooting hand. And the two games he played after that injury, he was much, much less of a factor than before those injuries, right? So you do have that built-in excuse. But things happen. I mean, in hockey, like the amount of players that get injured and, and ejected and like, Playoff hockey, that's why you have to be a deep team because if you have a superstar go out, you're screwed. Again, Boston, David Krejci, he was out for the majority of the series. Um, like, yeah, like it's it's a big it's a big thing um, having a player go down, man. So I, I can see that as an excuse, but that's why I struggle with the NBA is because it is such a superstar thing that if like one big player goes down, you're like, I don't know, well, that's the season. It's yeah. done. Why watch? Oh, really, Casino? If one of your best players on your team goes out, then that's the end of your uh, game or series. Let's move to last night's game, Casino. Nice segue. The, my Sixers play typically, your Boston Celtics. Okay, and... okay, so typically there are outliers. There are outliers. That's why I like <laughs> Vegas. That's why I like Vegas to win the Cup this year, not being a, you know, a Vegas fan here. it's They're the deepest team in the league. They're the deep. They have the best four lines in NHL, in my opinion, and they're they won the Western Conference with not having a thirty goal scorer, like because they're just deep. 
it goes a long way. And so, yes, the outliers happen. And so with the 76ers move into it, this is God damn it. I, I did not have my phone on me. And I, as this thing happened, like I just looked down and I just saw literally going ding, ding, ding on messenger. Cause I knew you were hitting me up and I was like, God damn it. This was, I mean, what an incredible game to watch. This but is, I love, I, you know what? No, I love how you just kept, oh my gosh, the refs are awful. The refs are awful. Of course, you could tell it's in Boston. No, no, no. You're like, oh, it's in Boston. They're going to lose this game because the refs suck. It's in Boston. Yada, yada, yada. And then I'm I'm glad they won. You know, I'm glad they going, won. So you can't use that as an excuse. Going into halftime, okay? Going into halftime, the 76ers did not have one foul called in their favor. What in the fucking odds? Uh, what in the what is the chance of that ever happening? It's not be like a the more, be a more the... disciplined team. Be a disciplined <laughs> yeah. team. It's not like the team. Celtics are the least penalized team in NBA history. You want to know who's like, the oh, least I penalized team in the NHL? The Golden Knights. Oh, I mean, that's that's a nice stat. And but, yeah, and they're the and they're the deepest team. So I really like this. I I, I like their chances. But really, the story of this game was not the fouls because the game ended where the Celtics got 10 fouls in the second half. Again, zero in the first because they apparently didn't do one foul. Okay. And then at the end of the game, the Sixers ended with 20 fouls. But really where this game started to turn in the fourth quarter, about like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, is Boston just started playing hot potato with the basketball and just randomly throwing it around like carelessly when they'd been pretty good the the earlier in the game. They ended up with 16 turnovers. The Sixers only had six. The Sixers had 10 steals to Boston's three. So that, that dunk at the very end, that turnover on that one, they're all just standing. They're just standing in the offensive yeah. zone. Like I liked, I did like that view. Again, I like misery. I don't know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. But um, they had the camera view from under the basket that the Sixer guy was dunking on, but it was showing. Yeah, Maxi, thank you. It was shooting down um, down the court, and you just see literally every Boston player standing, just standing. Nobody's yeah. nobody's coming back to like. Obviously, it's going to be a dunk. We have to, you know, pass the ball in at the baseline. Nobody's coming back. They all stood there <laughs> and watched the dunk happen like it was a dunk contest. It was oh, at that moment. Well, I mean, get... obviously, points wise, I knew that it was going to be over, but they're they're the moral like. Uh, what I'm trying to say, oh gosh, like all the oomph in their game was gone at that point. Like yeah. there was no way they were going to do like a last second three, you know, get a cool tip, you know, on an inbound pass and do something crazy, you know, and win the game. Like it wasn't going to happen. They they were absolutely out of that game. Their mind was done. And you could see it. Well, the crazy thing about that play is Boston is passing the ball uh, just back and forth to like six different players or five different players just going back and forth. And all these Sixers guys are playing good defense, but not good enough defense where it's like there's not a shot or you can't make a move. It looked like Boston was almost scared to shoot or just like 
hoping somebody they would pass it to would take the shot. And then the funny thing is, because they obviously showed this play over and over again, is Maxi then gets to the three-point line and he sees the Boston guy like looking to pass the ball. And you can see Maxi almost kind of like calling for the ball and the Boston guy passes it directly to him. Maxi takes off for the dunk and then he, like you said, is looking around as if like, is, am I really this wide open? Is anybody going to contest this? And you could tell it almost like threw him off how uh, open he was. And then he kind of dunks it and he's like walking back. Like, is there a foul? Was there a whistle? Like, is, did I just make two points? You could tell he was more confused than excited. Like, is this play legal? And also all the Boston guys were <laughs> like looking legal? around like, yeah, did, is this, is the game going on? What is happening? Like, it was such a weird moment. But then after that, it's the James you, Harden deep sorry, three it, that is just a fucking dagger. And then it's like, okay, the game's over. But that was. Right, which, you ooh. know, he does his, his dumb, you know, traveling step back thing fuck that I, I can't stand it i hate it so, i hate it so much but anyway um what you're saying where like everybody was standing there and he was dumbfounded after he dunked it reminded me of uh, the movie semi-pro with will ferrell and it was <laughs> yeah. like when he does the alley-oop and everybody's like what's going on he was like foul no no <laughs> two fouls <laughs> That is what they look like they were looking for. And it was also, it wasn't like any of them were arguing with the ref. It literally just looked like they were looking around as if somebody was going to tell them, like, what just happened. But with Embiid out game one, there was a bunch of pundits and a bunch of stuff I saw online where it was like, oh, man, the Sixers should just punt on this game and then, like, hope Embiid comes back game two. Now... With this one, they can honestly either try to win in game two or punt on game two and just go back to uh, Philadelphia with them. Motherfucker was coming off the bench when the game hit final. With who? With Embiid coming off the bench whenever the game was final. Oh my gosh, he was so excited. (laughs) I I I mean, I I, would be too. Oh yeah, that was uh, you guys. But James Harden did it. I can't stand James Harden. I'm sorry. His stat line, 45 points, one rebound, six six assists. Maxi, 26 points, one rebound, two assists. And then Reed, the backup center, filling in for Embiid, getting 13 rebounds. Like, what? A, just a crazy, crazy game. Not that many assists, not that many. Uh, the Sixers no, were literally it, like. There's not going to be it, that many assists when you have James Harden running the fucking basketball down the court <laughs> yeah. well, which by it the was way just... i can't stand him i i i want the celtics to win yes but my main driving force where i want the sixers to lose is because i don't like james harden i like joel Embiid a lot i hate james harden me he's almost like an aaron Rodgers feel to me where he just cares about getting the mvp and stats and all this stuff he does he doesn't seem like he really gives a shit about winning a title I mean, I would have said that as well before he came to Philadelphia, but this season he is transformed. Last season, even I was kind of, I would still agree to you. This season, the most assists ever between two players are between Harden and Embiid. 
Like Harden now knows that he is like second fiddle to Embiid and not only knows it, but like encourages it and feeds Embiid in such a way that it like is really Uh, Well, that's nice. I I haven't watched it much, so I guess I'll bite my tongue on that. But hey, that's good to know, though. That is good to know that I learned something new on the uh, Only Sports podcast. That's what we're here for. I mean, that's what we're here for. But it's also... The the thing I really liked about this is uh, Embiid was out and then Harden remembered like, oh yeah, I'm also one of the best players in the league. Like I can also do this. And then he just went out and was like, I can be a number one because I always have been. And then he showed why like just great, great James Harden game. Definitely. I don't even think it's in contention. It's clearly the best game he's ever had in the playoffs. So against a Boston team that going into that game last night, I thought Boston would win by fucking 30, like for them to lose in the way they did uh, just fucking incredible. I mean, you even look at the stat line and it's like for the Celtics, Tatum had 39 Brown had 23, uh Horford was abysmal he only had 11 six and three but defensively he was still I mean passable and then you had Smart who was kind of the one that dropped the ball a little bit in this game only 20 or only 12 points three rebounds seven assists but next game for them is going to be on oh game two uh is tomorrow so wednesday night excited to watch that the other two first round series that we've gotten so far is nugget suns last night really really uh watched all this game really really aggressive defense by denver that was just giving the suns all kind of fits and that's been the tale of the first two games because uh, game one wasn't as bad. Suns still scored 107, but they just got outscored last night. Really low scoring game, 97 to 87. Didn't even feel like that much watching the game. Uh, Kevin Durant last night. I mean, dear Lord, he had 24 points in 44 minutes, but I felt like there was one point in the game where he was like, two from 10, two of 10 from the three-point line. He was getting the mid-range little fadeaway jumper he does. He was hitting that every time. But he had open, open looks on the three-point line and was just missing, I mean, badly, badly all night. So rough shooting night from Durant, even with 24. Devin Booker had a quiet, quiet 35. There was long stretches of that game where pretty much everybody on the Suns was just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And then Chris Paul leaves, I believe halfway through the second or third quarter with an aggravated groin injury, an injury casinos very familiar with his groin is always aggravated, always pulled. I mean, uh, but I am, a little shocked by how this series is turning out so far. Two to O Nuggets over the Suns. Jokic has showed up in both games. Last night he went thirty nine for sixteen and five. Like, dear lord, the two the two uh, players who have really showed up this playoffs, which are shocking me, is Jokic and Harden. Like both of them 
having pretty damn good games when in the past they've done nothing in the playoffs. So if it is a Nuggets Sixers uh, NBA finals, which it could very well be at this moment, like that will be a redemption story for maybe both of them, but definitely one. That's fair. Uh, The other game casino that was also on Sunday was the Heat Versus the Knicks with my guy, my favorite player, Jimmy Butler. My guy. <laughs> showing up uh, 25 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Vincent also 20 points. Bam Adebayo, 16 points. Kyle Lowry. This was more the Kyle Lowry game than it was the Jimmy Butler game. 18, 5, and 6. But Jimmy Butler rolling his ankle in the fourth quarter, basically just being a decoy for the last five, six minutes of this game, standing on the court, really not being able to move, but still they put away the Knicks who were without Julius Randle. Uh, Julius Randle this season, uh, especially in these playoffs, really hasn't done much in the Cleveland series. He had 19, 22, 11, 7, and 13. And one of those games, he had 10 rebounds. The other ones, no rebounds, no assists. So I don't understand. I keep seeing this narrative that, well, if Julius Randle was in this game, it would have been a tale of a much different story. And it's just like, like, how? I don't think it would have been that (laughs) much of a difference where I don't see his presence what gives them 15 more points. Yeah, they would have won, but if you take away points from other people when he scores, so... I don't know why everybody is acting like Julius Randle is playoff Jimmy Butler and his presence being missed was just like this giant, you know, vacuum of points that was somehow missing from this game. I don't believe that, but the Heat just continue to be a team that wins games in ways where you're like, how the fuck are the Heat winning? Like... With Kyle Lowry and a hobble Jimmy Butler, it'll be interesting to see what they do on the next game that will be taking place again in New York. So that's the big story, right? From the Sixers and Celtics. They're favored. I mean, uh, New York's favored. Yeah. Well, from the Celtics, a Sixers game and the Miami New York game, both the road teams taken, you know, the first game really throws those uh, series kind of more into question because it's like, well, now the Celtics have to steal one in Philadelphia. They very well could. Now the Knicks have to steal one in Miami. They very well could. And the Suns Nuggets, I mean, the Suns going back home, they have to win at least one of those games, or obviously it's over, but just from a morale standpoint. Uh, but so far, uh, the last uh, series we haven't talked about in the round two of the playoffs is the Lakers-Warriors, which starts today at 7 p.m. Everybody's going to be excited to watch time. that one, though. I mean, it's like you said, LeBron, Oof. Curry, like – you said they yeah. are, they're on a level playing field. They have different styles of play, but those two, it's going to be very entertaining. Like this, this series is going to be up there with one of the better series in probably the last decade of you have, yeah. you have one A and one A. Like there's no one B. Like there. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, two different playing styles, but both very effective well, in the way like they choose to you play. you said. Like you said, I was just copying what you said. 
I mean, I was trying to give you credit, Casino. You know, no, I don't I'm want just... credit. <laughs> I don't. I don't want your shitty partial credit. Uh, how dare you? But uh, yeah, the playoffs in both leagues, that being the NHL, NBA, getting really good, really interesting matchups. Uh, the, however, I will say in the NBA, and I don't know if you feel like this in the NHL as well. In the NBA, I feel like the second round is almost less predictable and kind of going to be more. I don't see, I don't really see any of these series except maybe Warriors Lakers going seven. Like I could Sixers. I think the Sixers Celtics was, I was picking that to be over in five now without Embiid. Like if he comes back and just dominates, like, I don't know. I don't know. Lakers Warriors. I want to see what the first game is, but Suns Nuggets really feels like it's over. Heat Knicks feels like it's uh, going to be more heat than I feel like people thought. And then yeah, Sixers Celtics winning that game without Embiid. I don't know. I don't know. This just feels less uh, less random than the first round where it was like, wait, the 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 um. What is it? The the Memphis and the Lakers? Like Lakers. that felt those games felt way closer until that last one than it ended up being. But I mean, yeah. so you, you asked know. me about the NHL. I I mean, again, you make the NHL playoffs, anything can happen. It's it's so tough, especially this year when there's so many teams outside of the Bruins. Yeah. So many teams are very on the same playing field. That's why you saw a lot of game sevens, game sixes. You know, the first once to close out was the ninth. Nobody swept this the the first series, which if you're gonna have any sweeps, it's gonna be in the first round. And there was none. The Knights won it in five. But man, it is it is wild that I I'm struggling. I, I put my picks down, but really anything can happen. I I'm excited. I think almost every one of these series could go game seven. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the NHL. I'm very excited for this. No, I agree with you. I think, uh, yeah, I think my two favorite series are going to be Lakers, Warriors, Sixers, Celtics, obviously. I think uh, uh, Knicks and Heat is just a wild card. I don't know what to expect from that. And then I really think Nuggets could sweep the Suns. The Suns just don't, they look like, they literally look like they're a year away. They just don't look like they have any cohesion. They've been on a the year field. away though for like three years. Yeah, but I'm saying a year away with Durant, like oh, getting him fair. mixed into this. That's a huge uh, piece. Yeah, that was a huge yeah. piece. It literally looks like Devin Booker plays his own game, Kevin Durant plays his own game, and then you also have Chris Paul playing his own game, and they're just no, talk all about a player that needs to games. retire. I mean, he's he's looked rough, but when he was out, I mean, they looked worse without him. So it's it really feels like the Draymond effect, where it's like Draymond not, might not be the player he used to be, but he still feels like a vital piece of what the Warriors want to do. That's how it feels with Chris Paul. Like he, I mean, he missed some bad bad shots, like some shots that looked easy and then he completely bricked them but the offense still runs through him and I really feel like he's the conductor of what like sending where to put Durant where to put Booker I mean he was off the court the Suns just didn't look like they had a plan it literally looked like they were just running around until the clock would end and then they would jack up a shot they would miss I don't know I don't like how the Suns just look 
and the Nuggets just dominated them. I mean, dominated. But we've talked about NHL. We've talked about NBA. Let's quickly touch on the NFL before we head out of here, Casino. All right, Uh, let me ask you this. Which team do you think had the worst draft? What team do I think had the worst draft? I think it's got to be Lions, right? I would say Lions all day. You didn't do anything on the defensive end. Yeah, I think. uh, But you know what's uh, interesting is I do feel like most teams think their team did pretty good like in this draft. I really haven't seen anything from like fans of other teams being like, we completely fucked this draft, right? Like we fucked it up. On the Patriots standpoint, they, we did want a little bit more office and presence. Um, but again, he's a defensive coach. He's always going to be. It is what it is. Um, you know, so even though with the Lions, uh, let's go, let's touch them again. Um, they did, you brought up the whole um, uh, Montgomery and uh, Swift thing. And yes. well, they traded Swift to your team. Are you excited about that? Yeah, because now we have a running back room where usually all those running backs play four to six games a season before they get knocked out with a season-ending injury. So, I mean, you collect enough of those guys, right? You're going to have one running back for a full season. So you have (laughs) Swift, who we can get six games out of. You have Rashad Penny, who you can get six games out of. And then you have Gainwell and Boston Scott. I mean... The season's only so long, Casino. So we get enough. We get six wide or six. You don't six think you guys will trade one of your games. four running backs? No, I think they know. Well, because also, uh, I read this thing where Miles Sanders went to the Panthers. They're they're paying their entire running back room right now less than what Miles Sanders uh, signed with the Panthers for. So their hmm. their running back room is literally like costing them nothing. So I really think they keep all these guys. They maybe even sign another just random guy and then just are like running back by committee, give the hot hand where it's like, this is the Swift game. This is the Rashad Penny game. Obviously, when they play the Giants, it's the Boston Scott game. Like they just, yeah. They just do running back by committee. You also have Hurts there. You have one of the best wide receiving groups, if we're including tight ends as well, in the league. Like, I think their offense is the thing I'm not worried about at all. They replaced all the guys they lost on defense with better options or options that are on the level of the guys they lost. So, really, it's all just going to be – my main concern with this team is how does this team react to a new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator? I don't think it's gotcha. going to be the players. I think it's going to be schemes, right? That's fair. Um, and and so touch, going with that, um, I think the Eagles uh, are one of the two winners in team-wise coming out of the draft and all the trades. Uh, the other one, though, because um, it just looks like they reloaded. Uh, the other one, though, I, I really like what the Seattle Seahawks did. That was going to be lot. my pick. That was they be they my cashed pick. in a shit ton from that Russell Wilson trade, uh, yeah. and then getting you know Jackson Smith and don't know how to say, and won't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, but. let's go through who they got. So the Seahawks got Devin Witherspoon with the number five pick. What many people were were 
debating with Jalen Carter as maybe the best player in the draft, right? Right. Definitely the best cornerback. Then they got Jackson Smith, uh, the Ohio State wide receiver. They got the Auburn, Auburn edge. And then they got the running back from UCLA, Zach Carbonette. I don't know. Again, we're going to butcher a ton of these names when we're talking about this draft. But in the first 52 picks in this draft, they go running back, edge rusher, wide receiver, cornerback. Like that literally fills what most of, if not all the holes you would think the Seahawks had last year. They had, like, And then from there on out, all they did from there on out is they, they just – backed everybody up like they crushed the draft i thought they crush it yeah. i think i mean going by just selections i think they won um going by selection and trading i like what the eagles did but yeah oh hey, i think perfect hey the kids yelling for me right now perfect she just woke up <laughs> love it and then for the eagles they obviously got jalen carter who if the uh off the field stuff you know, kind of fades away because you're around veteran players in a good organization. That's an A plus pick right there. Then you Ooh. get the Georgia Edge, uh, Nolan. I am going. I will be honest. I'm going to probably have to leave you right now. If you're still going, I will let you know. Um, she's yelling poo poo, so oh, she may have shit her pants in the bed. So <laughs> I'm going to go uh, check on that. Quick before we get out of here, what do you think? As of my Will kids Levis? rolling around in poop, probably. What's up? Yeah. What do you think of Will Levis going to the Titans? Good fit? Eh, no. <laughs> I love that meme where it's the one guy wearing a shirt and then he's unwrapping a present and he's holding up the same shirt to his shirt. And then it says <laughs> the Titans when they replace Ryan Tannehill with Tannehill Will Levis. Tannehill with Will Levis. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I think that um, nails it. Uh, All right. But yeah, well, we can get out of here. There was nothing. Yeah, my, there was nothing my, really. My in the kids draft. covered in shit, probably. <laughs> she has uh, a diaper, for, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just assuming that it's, it's bad. Yeah. For the only sports podcast, I'm Will. That's Casino. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Uh, hopefully, you don't have a shitty two days until we talk to you. Uh, this is the only sports podcast. <laughs> Adios. Leaving you with that. <laughs>